Welcome, everyone, to our Sisters in Zion podcast. I'm Kirsten Kirschbaum coming to you live from Hawaii with my best friend, Danielle. Hey, girl. Hello. I want to say aloha, but we don't really say that here in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So we are just having some awesome chats today and wanted to share with you. I have some thoughts about General Conference. We just had our General Conference, um, was it last week, I think? Um, I don't know, depending on when you're listening to this. But I have never felt so excited to listen to General Conference before. Actually, I was traveling home from a trip that I took with my husband. We went to Mexico on a vacation and we both, you know, we were, we were traveling home on Saturday and it just so happened that our flights were, we had two flights and both of them were the exact times that conference was happening live on Saturday. And, and Kyle and I both just felt so bummed about that. We're like, oh man, like we have this opportunity to hear the prophets and apostles speak live. And I just, I want to be there. It's like, I, I imagine like, you know, in Mosiah when, when, you know, they, they, they all talk about turning their tents towards the temple and hearing the prophets speak to them. Like, I want my temple, my home to be turned towards the prophet and hear that. And, you know, I can listen recorded and it's fine, you know, but there's something special about like that energy of just hearing announcements and changes and the, the spirit speaking through these leaders. So I feel so excited and, and mostly I feel excited because I think President Nielsen is like, he's like my favorite. I mean, I think, you know, President Hinckley was, was one that was the prophet during a lot of my teenage years. And I learned a lot from him and had a lot of experiences through him. I was so excited to see the change in all the new temples that were built, you know, during President Hinckley's um, calling as the prophet. And then of course, President Monson and all of his stories. And, you know, he had such a neat little spirit about him and, you know, always just had like a kind of type of a voice, you know, like a pattern that it was, you know, he was good. But President Nielsen is like, he's my jam. Like he's, he's, he's quick and he's like direct and he just says what's true. And I just, I love it. Like he, I just, I, I feel like this, he's just so he speaks my language. He speaks my love language. Okay. <laughs> so super, super excited to um, hear about all the things we're going to at conference. Um, what did you think about? How do you prepare for conference, Danielle? Oh, prepare? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I would say on Saturday, I was definitely cleaning the house and doing laundry and trying to watch it. I didn't get a ton out of it because of what my state. And I'll just admit that. And that's just how it was Saturday. Sunday morning, I continued to kind of be a little bit of a busy body. And then I was like, I got to stop. I want to pay attention. And when I did, I was, that's when actually the prophet was spoke and the other talk um, that was by Elder Radland. I can't remember how you Renland. Say. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. I just, I just loved, loved it. Um, I, you know, the thing that stuck out to me and I've listened to the, um, president Nelson's talk quite a few times now because I've been listening to it over and over is how he said, and this isn't the exact words, but he said basically like the time is now, like yeah. we really don't have the luxury to delay mm -hmm. preparing ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, just spending, like we've talked about in the last pod, spending time with the Lord. And it, that really hit me. And so I'll, I'll share what, um, so I told you guys that 
the New Year's resolution that I felt like guided from the spirit to help me to stay focused with my dissertation and to also run my business was to do five days a week, one hour a day of just scripture study or just just gospel study or just time with the Lord. And when I do that, it is so uplifting. And again, I just live at home. I'm a single woman with two cats. I'm not trying to say it's anybody else's calling that needs to be doing this. That's where I am at right now in my life. So I feel amazing. But I have noticed a little routine and a pattern where I slip out of that. And it, it, it gets to be after studying all day long, my mind is like, oh, and I feel like I just I get tempted, my spirit gets tempted to be mindless and spend more time on just TV or Pinterest (laughs) instead because I'm like, oh, I just don't, I'm just too tired. You know, so I use that excuse. And when he, when I listened to President Nelson, it reminded me that the time is now. Like, and so I set a limit for myself, like, you know, uh, at seven or eight, 8 p.m., I start, you know, five days a week. I start my time with the Lord, my scripture study. And I just, uh, I, and I promised to him that I would do it because the time is now. And I just, that, that's really hit me from conference. And I've been doing that since I made that commitment. And, oh, it's just so amazing. Even if I feel like mindless, that's okay. I just come to the Lord mindless. Yeah. Maybe sometimes that's good to come to the Lord mindless because he can fill your mind with what is, you know. what his message is, right? Like, it's not like you have to try really, really hard to be with the Lord. He is there and he's capable of creating any type of mind, (laughs) right? For you. And I think that's what you are asking for. So I think that's beautiful. I'm glad you mentioned the prophet's talk. So that's actually what I wanted to talk about today because I am so direct and I will just disclaimer here. I don't even know that I feel called to about this because it's so direct. The prophet was so direct. After the prophet spoke, Kyle looked at me and he said, I don't know if anyone else could have given that that talk. Even an apostle, it could have come across a different way. It could have come across kind of judgmental or like whatever situation could have been, you know, brought into it. And the prophet spoke directly. And he spoke to his friends and he said, that I, it's a good thing I'm not going to be the judge because people think that they can just get married and live good lives and somehow still qualify for the blessings of exaltation. And the blessings of exaltation come when you are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise in the temple. And that is exaltation. He was very, very clear and direct. Like, I think, I hope, I don't know. I just am like kind of shocked by it. I'm like, he's like, lest you be confused, everyone. Like, I don't know why you guys are thinking this isn't real. Like you will have a, you know, you could have a wonderful life and all that, but you will not be exalted without that. To me that it's one category that he chose to speak about Um, you know, marriage between a man and a woman and the holy, you know, in the temple and all of that, right? But I do believe that it applies to pretty much every other commandment. What he was saying is like, it reminds me like when I, the Lord God have spoken, I have spoken and I excuse not myself. And I think as humans down here, these little human being children that we are, we're like, oh, well, I don't know if he really means that. He's like, no, I do. 
I do. I mean it actually. It's true. It's like for real. And I say, yeah. (laughs) So what about that? (laughs) I'm like, Oh my goodness. That is good. You know, something did hit me about that. And again, not being married, it hit me different, but, um, Mm. but what, what I felt was exaltation doesn't just happen if you don't work on your family relationships here. Like why would you want, or why would your family want to be with you if that, if you're not working on them here? And so I think of like siblings, or if we think about, you know, you're uh, maybe children, maybe you're an, you know, older and you have children that are all grown and you've got an estranged child or, you know, what, or any type, any type of dynamic in your family that is difficult it is so important to go to the Lord to work on it. And I, I, that's what I felt for him. And it was interesting because the, um, the other day, my um, grandfather, so my dad was remarried when I was five years old to my stepmom, who has pretty much been, you know, a second mom for me, a bonus mom my entire life. I just love her and her parents have been like bonus grandparents for me. They've always just embraced me and loved me as their own granddaughter and he, even my grandpa spoke at my farewell, farewell for my mission. He would take me surfing, not surfing, sorry, fishing. <laughs> One of the things in the water and um, do woodworking with me. So, so kind and just such a good man. And he, he passed away a few days ago and, and he was actually remarried and my, cause my grandma had passed away a long time ago. And so he was remarried and the lady um, that he was remarried to, she passed away on the same day. And I thought, wow, that, you know, really interesting, but it was just obviously not coincidence, but they, they both just had some health struggles, but both left this world on the same day. And I was thinking about going to his funeral or not, because I'm going, you know, on a trip this next weekend for a family thing. And then the funeral will be in a couple more weeks. And it's like getting back, getting back on a plane. It's just, I was thinking about if I should go or not. And the thought that came to me, I, it was like an answer to what President Nelson, exactly what we're talking about. It wasn't that my grandpa needed me to go to honor him. It actually, he's like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm now with my wife that I hadn't seen for a long time. He's with the Savior. It, but the thought that came to me from the Spirit was the family relationships, the bond that is there by going and bonding with those, you know, cousins and siblings is so important for me to be there because of what president Nelson talked about exaltation. If in most of my family isn't, um, active, um, this family, this grandpa that passed away, my cousins, I've got a lot that are definitely in the church, but, or, um, you know, Christian. So point being is, my, whatever I can do to be an instrument in God's hands to bring his children, which are bonded to me through my family to him, um, by any way, just loving on them, creating that bond. That's part of creating exaltation or gaining, I should say, exaltation is bonding in those family relationships. And so it answered my question about going or not. Cause I was thinking about it. Oh, should I go for my grandpa? I would love to, but it is, is that, does it matter to him? And the answer was no, it matters for the bond with the family. And that's what exaltation is, is creating good relationships now. Wow. 
Yeah. That's, I'm sorry to hear about your grandpa. That's sad. That's nice for, I, I don't know that I sad. know that much about this grandpa. He's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, he, he'd been struggling health wise. So it's, I know he's so much better off. So it's almost like a bittersweet, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's really, really special to think about having those relationships with our family here. And I, I imagine, um, I don't have any estranged family members, but I imagine if I did, knowing my personality, there would be a thought that would come to me that would probably say something like, well, not in this life, you know, like I'm just, I just think that it's just going to have to be worked out in the next life. Right. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's right. It's, it's only right when we are being ourselves. We're not bringing the Savior into it. I actually talked about this on the last pod. You know, we were talking about how bringing the Savior in to heal your relationships, um, in, to heal your inadequacies. Like, you know, you come to the Lord and you're like, Lord, I cannot see this differently. I feel this way. I want, ultimately, I want a forever family. And I recognize my issue, you know, in, in being a part of that. And we can't change other people, right? (laughs) The Lord to soften their hearts and to bring other angels into their life to, you know, influence them for the good. Right. Um, anyway, it's, it's an, it's a hard situation, but I think the savior, uh, always makes it better. I think you're right. Bringing him in, whether, you know, you're not the one that can work the magic or the miracle to make that relationship better. And maybe it's not even a strange, maybe it's just, you don't relate well. You know, that's the other thing is Mm. if you don't relate well to, or, you know, you have judgment towards, or you have a lack of, you know, maybe lack of love, maybe judgment as well, but just a lack of like respect for, you know, something, any of those emotions are not how the savior sees that member of your family and exaltation is only exaltation. If you are being a steward for him, for those family members that we chose in the preexistence to, we were friends with these people. We loved these people. We probably rejoiced going, Oh my goodness, you're going to be my, you know, dad, you're going to be my mom. You're going to be my sister. This is going to be so much fun. And you get down there like, Oh, I know I'm just teasing, but you know, you get down and you, you deal with life frustration. So it's not saying that it's, you know, life frustrations happen, you know, things, things happen, judgment happens, lack of love, all that stuff happens. But the key is, are we, daily or when it comes up, taking it to the savior and saying, gosh, I, I don't want to see this person this way. I am really frustrated. I really don't agree with their lifestyle or whatever it is. You know, I'm just making up stuff, but, but help me, you know, feel the love that you have for them through me. Like that's what I pray for. Cause I've been really focusing on like loving my neighbor. I had a couple, uh, two run-ins with two neighbors that I just didn't feel good about myself from. And one of them is the guy that always parks and I, I just get really annoyed with it. And I, I, I'm like, I need help. Like I want to be a neighbor that loves, you know, loves my neighbor. That's one of the most important commandments is love thy neighbor as thyself. I mean, besides like love God as yourself, it's like love the neighbor. And I, and I, I've been, I want to understand how to see people that maybe annoy me, <laughs> 
through his eyes. He loves them. So help me feel that love. And so it was interesting. So as I've been praying for that, the other day, this is really funny, but I've been asking him, help me see how to even see that. Like it's kind of a foreign concept when I just live and I do my own thing, you know? And I, at night, I usually make a really healthy, yummy, organic salad for dinner. And it's just me. And I just, I just prep this like wonderful, you know, cucumbers and, and red peppers and, um, let's see, parsley and lettuce and just yummy stuff. And I just fill it full. And I was, I'm really hungry by this time. By the time I get it all made, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to eat. In that moment, I got my salad all made and I'm just about to kind of go sit down and eat it. And the thought came to me and said, give, didn't, he didn't command me to give it to someone particular, but he said, it was just this thought like giving this to a neighbor over you eating it is loving your neighbor as yourself. And it was just interesting. I didn't feel a command or a direction to go, oh, go give this to, you know, so-and-so. It wasn't that. It was more just like, here's an example. You are so hungry. You just prepped and put all this love into this like salad. You're just so excited to sit down and just like, ah, splurge and enjoy. Loving your neighbor would be giving that to them. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not there. Thank you. I'm going to go eat now. But I, you know, I was just- <laughs> I was like, wow, thank you. But he's teaching me. I didn't judge my, it was just more, I was like, oh, I should, I don't want to. I was more like, thank you for planting that idea so that when he does command me, right, he does things to keep us in love, right? When he does command me, he's already prepped my mind for that thought of like, yeah, I will be willing to give that. I will be willing, but right now I'm not because I'm just barely thinking of this idea. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. like, what can we do to feel love for others, especially those in our family for exaltation? Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, I started out this pod actually like not, it's so amazing. I love how our discussions always go exactly like how they're meant to. Um, when I, when I heard the prophet speaking about exaltation, I I heard him being very direct in, you know, his like, I I felt like he was speaking directly to maybe some people who don't feel like maybe they need to like, like maybe they got married, but then they didn't need to go to the temple to have like their family sealed to them. And maybe they just felt like, oh, maybe I'll do that later. Or maybe the blessings of the temple today, uh, you know, regular, regular temple attendance and, you know, um, things like that maybe aren't as important. Like that's kind of like where I was going with this. Um, not that I like fully understand it, but just surprised to hear the prophet speaking so directly about a a commandment in this way. And so in this, you know, kind of the way our discussion has gone into like, you know, loving your neighbor as a commandment, right? Like when we talk about the commandments, loving your neighbor as yourself, like that's an actual commandment. (laughs) It's not a suggestion. It's, it's actually really something that the Lord is asking us to do. Um, and I love how you're sharing, you know, how you were taught that in a very gentle way. Um, I feel like I'm learning that lesson right now, especially in my business. Like I've had thoughts of how, if I want to progress in my business, I actually need to become more aware of 
maybe like old patterns of doing things, more selfish patterns of doing things and how those patterns were okay. Like there's nothing wrong or bad, but that if I want to continue evolving in my existence towards exaltation or even just towards, you know, new goals in my life or relationship with the savior, that it requires an, an evolution, like a change and evolution by nature is evolving. Uh, yeah, it's slow, right? I mean, it's, you don't, when you think of evolution, it's not like, oh, boom, and then she changed. You know, it's like an actual time that it takes. So kind of interesting to look at like the process of evolution um, of our spirits here in this life. Um, for you, it's that one small example of like just having the thought about what being a good neighbor means. I'm trying to think of like other situations where I've had thoughts about evolving um, so that I can become closer. Your, you know, your thought of like operating in a different way to, you know, run your business. It's, it's like you said, it's not that it necessarily was wrong how you did it before, but it was a different, it was, let's even call it a lower level. Uh -huh. Like, are you ready to operate at a higher level? And then once you do that, then it's like, okay, now are you ready to operate at another higher level? Like, I think he, he keeps us like operating at different levels to keep us progressing it's like, you know, John Maxwell talks about the law of the lid. I like, I love just the name of that chapter in his 12 yeah. laws of irrefutable laws of leadership, the yeah. law of the lid. And I remember when I first read that book, you know, thanks to you and Kyle, I was like, I don't really get the law. Of the lid. I didn't get what it meant until I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've hit my <laughs> lid where it's like, I can lead so well with the uh, what do you call it? The attributes and the talents that I have at this level. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's it. If you want to lead better, you gotta, you gotta raise that lid and raise those talents and raise those thought vibrations, everything to operate even higher. Then you get to a lid and you're like, awesome. I hit that lid. And it's like, okay. And God's like, well, we're going to unscrew that lid and take it a little higher. You know, it's like a Mason jar that just keeps growing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. And as, as we're relating that, I, I was seeking an answer about what the prophet talked about. And so I'm going to relate it back to what I originally brought up. Um, you know, if maybe you are or you know someone that, you know, has made a decision that isn't necessarily in alignment with the Lord's commandments and you're like, okay, well, here I am. You know, like, okay, so this is where I'm at and this is the decision I made. And what's so amazing is that the Lord is always there for your evolution. Like no matter what decision you made or make, you can always evolve back to the Lord. And maybe that decision that you made was actually part of your evolution, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that it excuses our, our sins or our bad decisions, but it's like the Lord can take anything that we bring him, our broken anything. And we, we place it before him and he's like, all right, like, let's do, let's do a project. <laughs> let's get on Pinterest and make this look better. No, I'm kidding. Um, the evolution of our spirit is such an interesting concept. And knowing that we are all seeking exaltation, that we do want to be with the Lord in like the highest creation and possibility for our eternal progression. And I think what the prophet was reminding us is that exaltation is our target. And don't be confused about like where we're going. Like that is the goal, like living eternally with our heavenly father and mother. 
is the goal. And so as we're evolving, it's okay wherever you're evolving, but that is the direction that we're headed and we don't want to get stuck in our evolution kind of going, oh, I'm good. He's, I felt like the, the message that I got from him was like, nope, you're not. <laughs> like, you're good, but you're not good. You know, like, yeah, you're good. You're good enough. You're wonderful. You're worthy. And the goal is exaltation. So what else? How else? Who else? All of those good questions. Well, I was even thinking as you were talking, and I remember thinking this during his um, his talk was, is I don't even think you can, th- okay, I'm going to just say it as like definitive. You cannot achieve exaltation without achieving complete charity in your heart, which is the pure love of Christ. And that means complete charity in your heart for every, let's just say you're a mom and you have all these children, some are estranged, some are, that means complete charity towards every single one of them and having them feel that back towards you. Cause exaltation is like, it's charity. It's being charity, being in the pure love of Christ and feeling that for every single person in your family. And when you feel, and again, I haven't, don't obviously don't have it, but when you have, I'm imagining when you have that pure love of Christ, like Christ is right. When you have it, don't you want to be around that person, right? Like everybody wants to be around somebody who has that, not, um, that pure love of Christ. So let's just say as a, as a mother, or as an auntie, like I am, you know, and let's just say like you exercise just the most, the most you can absolutely exercise on this planet, right? uh, You work on it. You just, you're working on evolving that pure love of Christ, like evolving your ability, your capacity to continue to love those family members that are maybe, you know, estranged from Christ or estranged from you or, or you judge and aren't living the life, you know, whatever those family members, if they feel just love that pure love of Christ from you at any level that you can give it. They want to be around you and that's exaltation. They want to be around you because you have the pure love of Christ. That's how, so I think we talk about like temple sealing and being sealed to our families that, that in like president Nelson talked about, that's not exactly what just gets your family all together. They have to want to be around you. And that really comes through developing in, in the attribute, that pure love of Christ. That's to me, like, I mean, who doesn't, you can think of like the most loving person in your family. You're just like, Oh, anytime they come in town, you're like, I just want to go hang out with them. That's what exaltation is going to be. They want to be around you so much. Yeah. I love how you said being charity. Like this is, this is something that's new for me. I really, I, I, I talk a lot with my, with myself and also with different women that I coach with, you know, like I think we're very much focused on what we need to do and not always as focused on who we need to be or what we need to be. And so when you said being charity, being the pure love of Christ, that's like, that's amazing. Like it's a, it's an embodiment. We're embodying the pure love of Christ I'm not just doing. I'm not just doing it. It's not external from me. It's within me. And I and before you've talked about having the bond of charity and being bonded to the pure love of Christ and how that looks and feels in you. 
um, is such an important attribute. Yeah, the prophet was talking about that, right? Um, such an important attribute of seeking exaltation. It's uh, there's a lot to it, and I knew I knew when I brought this one up. I'm like, okay, this one's a little heavier. Like this one's like a little more, a little more advanced. Not a little more of the meat. Uh, not as much of the milk, but. Um, I like to think about things like this and I don't proclaim to have all the answers to it, but I do think it's kind of fun and, and, um, a good path to go down to listen to the prophet and also kind of take that into your own mind of what exaltation means to you. So that, I, I think it's like, I don't know that there's more for me to say on it. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I mean, the message is listening to the prophet and paying attention to your own evolution and those things that are brought to you within your own family and your own relationships as you're seeking to come closer to the Lord. So I invite you to just pray and ponder and meditate on those things. And thank you so much for listening to us today. We love you. We appreciate when you share the podcast with others. Um, our, our intention truly is to bring as many people closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ. So thank you for listening and sharing. And we look forward to seeing you on uh, another podcast very soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much.